What's up, Nana Nation? The busy week here continues. This is episode 147 with referee Brad Myers. That's right. You know him and love him. He's been on the podcast a bunch before. Brad Myers puts his referee stripes on and lays us out for the three count. Uh, We had a really good chat with Brad. It was awesome. I mean, Brad's always such a good guy. And I never really know where the conversation is going to go, but specifically this conversation, I, I was more curious about uh, him being a referee. And no, he's not an NHL or OHL or an AHL or even a house league referee. No, no, no. He's much better. He's much more. He is a pro wrestling referee. So if you've ever been curious or just love the soothing sounds of my voice, check out this podcast, number 147, Referee Brad Myers. This is the Not After 30 Podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. Guys, part of my childhood of learning about sports was like they were i remember when they first started connecting on sports desk yeah and then the chemistry started to build and then i'm i'm so happy that they like did this thing in the states and always kind of stayed true to each other even though oh, it seems like they don't like each other like some, sometimes it sounds like jay is a bully jay is a totally he's bully. a total bully but i love him but also dan is like i like the abuse he's <laughs> like i'm totally good with the abuse i'm as a younger brother he's I know got stockholm syndrome for sure. <laughs> another <laughs> like angle all right you remember how to do this of course i do all right buddy Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for making the trip. No worries. What are we drinking? Orange snail. Mm. Oh, hello, old friend. Uh, we are drinking Orange Snail Brewers Rattle and Nemo. Is that because you're like Am- right near Rattlesnake Point and Mount Nemo? Yeah, that is exactly it. Me. <laughs> How could be a beer brander? Orange snail, hire me. You know what? They're hiring. For what? I don't know. Marketing? Sign Marketing. Me up. Yeah, cool. Let's do it. I'll be a beer marketer. I mean, is there much more better jobs? No. All right. No. What's up, Nana Nation lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? I am joined partially in the new studio with the man, the myth, the legend, a.k.a. Money, a.k.a. Barefoot Brad, a.k.a. Ref Brad, a.k.a. Brad Myers. What's up, baby? I'm not barefoot. I feel like I'm living down my gimmick. You know what? I mean, it snowed a lot the last couple days, so. So let me tell you. Please. Barefoot. I tend to wear sandals until it snows. Um, we did a show in London probably two, three years ago now. And it was like 10 degrees mm-hmm. uh, in Toronto. And then I got in my car and drove to London. And like halfway to London, I was like, oh, shit, there's a snowstorm here. <laughs> and I didn't bring any other shoes except for my dress shoes. And I was like, I can't wear my dress shoes in the snow. So I just wore my flip-flops. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. I stayed at my friend's house. We... Uh, we're like, oh, we need to go to the LCBO, but we've had a few beers. So, oh, I guess I'm walking across the street in my flip-flops and a blizzard. Like your buddy didn't have a, an extra pair of shoes? No, because it was a girl. Oh. So she didn't have shoes. <sighs> that would fit me, at least. Yeah, I mean, I guess you get bonus marks for, like, living the gimmick. Yeah. But... It sucks. It <laughs> yeah. sucks really bad. Like, Barefoot Brad would be great in Hawaii. Oh, uh, yeah. That's... Not great in on southern Ontario. That's actually... Uh, where I want to live is Hawaii. That, that's next step? Yeah. All right. Maybe. We'll see. I heard they have unbelievable coffee there. All the, all the volcanoes, right? Cancels out the acidity in the coffee? I don't know if that's true. Is that true? Because you you're saying it with a lot of <laughs> conviction. You know, I pride myself on the coffee guy, and that was always my understanding that the volcanic rock 
volcanic rock eliminates a lot of the acidity in the coffee. For real? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I'm going to have to ask Shane Saber about that. Is he a coffee guy? He's a big coffee guy. I feel like I'd like him so much. He's got me addicted to black coffee. See, I'm, I'm impressed you guys, you can make that jump. What, what were you before? Double-double. Oh, so you were like every other white guy in, in yeah. Tim Horton's range? Gotcha, yeah. okay. Yeah, so I've, I've never double double, so I never... I never it's I've awful. Always, Don't ever do it. Right? It, it tastes not like coffee. Here's the thing. Okay. Well, I'd started drinking coffee when I was like 16. Okay. So I was like, yeah, it's sweet and it gets me hyped. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm 29, uh-huh. just, uh, just like that bitter black coffee, like my soul. <laughs> it's bitter about everything. Um, bitter Brad. Bitter barefoot Brad. <laughs> Triple B. <laughs> Brand new gimmick. Brand new gimmick. Let's get tattoos. Um, I don't know how you drink. I always find black coffee just too way too bitter. I, I, I just do one cream. I just one, one cream. cream. Okay, so you're not a sugar guy. No, I, I actually, I love sugar, but I'm trying to cut that out of most of my diet. Um, so this is what I do. I get, um, when I go to Tim Hortons, I usually get dark roast, one cream, or regular Damn, roast. You get dark roast from Tim Hortons? Yeah, it's actually not that bad. I'm actually I'm for it. Okay, but here's the thing. Okay. I love Tim Hortons Dark Roast uh-huh. when it's fresh. It's never fresh. <laughs> it's always like... Not enough people buying it. It's always like, oh, this has been sitting here for four hours, but it's still hot and it's a little burnt, but uh, here you go. Let's go for it. Or um, I am also have this conspiracy theory that the Dark Roast is actually just... They left the burner on on the regular mm-hmm. roast. And they're like, whoa, Dark Roast. That's I, I actually could be what it could be. Yeah. Um, so what I normally do is... Okay, so here's here's a, the stupid thing. In milk and cream, there's already sugar. Yeah. So like, so when that, you put both in there, you were just... You're like, it's, it's a plus one. Yeah. But So I, I went from one like regular, one cream, one sugar, to just one cream. And then, like I don't know, like a 12-pack of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> don't, that's like my, my muse. Donuts are my weakness. Whenever we do uh, Border Town, we, which is in Fort Erie, yeah. uh, we always stop at... Beachwood in St. Catharines. I don't know if you've ever been there. No. They have the best donuts. Really? In the entire world. Why? They're just unbelievable. Like fresh or just like airy or dense? They're dense. They're fresh. They have ones that are airy. You, you, They've you... got this cookies and cream donut. Okay, I'm listening. That is made like a Boston cream. Okay. Uh, vanilla icing on the top, Oreo cookie crumble, and the inside is injected with cookies and cream. Oh, wow. See, I, I don't really like cookies and creams, but All right, well, I'm appeal. I'm you like birthday cake? <laughs> I sure do. Because they have a birthday cake donut. Okay, I, I'm in on That's that That's the one. same thing, but instead of cookies and cream crumble, it's legitimate birthday cake crumble oh, on top and sprinkle icing injected so into it, the So it's all, it's like gourmet donuts and like regular person donuts? It's yeah, like, yeah okay. it's definitely gourmet donuts. Um, they're kind of expensive. They're vegan. Okay, that's half about it. Okay, like, you have, have you ever had uh, Glory Hole donuts? I haven't, but okay. James uh, lives around the corner from Glory Hall. Oh, he's on, he's in, on Queen Street? Uh, he's in Toronto somewhere. Yeah, so uh, they have one on North and South Queen. He lives uh, near the exhibition, that's all I know. Like Liberty? Yeah, Liberty Village? ish. Okay, so that's, yeah, that's close enough. Ish. Liberty-ish. I thought he was in like Richmond Hill or something. It might not even be a Glory Hall. It might just <laughs> okay, be another donut just shop. Just like a gourmet donut place. Yeah, that could um, be it. Where are we going with that? Coffee. How do, how coffee. Do we coffee. We're talking about coffee because I was talking about volcanoes in Hawaii. Okay, that's right. You're in Hawaii. But now that we're onto this coffee talk, I'm here for it. Have you ever had Hawaiian coffee? Like like uh, Kona? Kona blend, yeah. Yeah. I've heard it's unbelievable. It depends. Like It all varies. But the one you're supposed to, the, the go-to one is a Starbucks one. It comes out once a year. Oh, I'm, I'm about it. I love Starbucks. Okay. 
Yeah, me too. What are your thoughts on the Christmas blend? I'm interviewing you here. This is the Brad Coffee Podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, just black with Brad. Uh, Why don't, I don't think we can call it that. No. You people. You people. Uh, too soon? Yeah, uh, pulling out for Dawn. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a little too nutty and spicy for me, though. I love it. Yeah. It's my but favorite blend. How, how long have you been just black? Since about this time last year. Oh, When shit. I had a Christmas blend coffee. Okay, got it. <laughs> that okay. Saber brought me and was just like, drink this. <laughs> have you ever had the Nitro? Yes. Starbucks? Okay, nitro cold brew. Nitro cold brew. Yes. It's like crack. Um. So do you know what? The, do you know how the nitro works? Like, do you know how? Yeah, it's like draft beer, but it's coffee. <laughs> it's nitrogen in it. That actually it mellows some of the harshness yeah. of coffee, and I didn't I didn't realize like I thought it was like something super special. No, it's just nitrogen. It's just nitrogen. Yeah. You can you can um. What it's draft it? coffee. Yeah. It's like um, the best of both I'm worlds. In. Have you had the? Are you a pumpkin guy? The, I'm not a huge pumpkin guy, okay. but if you're going to ask me if I had the pumpkin spice cold brew, you're goddamn right oh, I did. It's so good. It's so good. It's amazing. $6? No problem. Care. I'll pay $10. For yeah, that. exactly. Actually, Starbucks, if you're listening, <laughs> I'll pay $6. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm collecting as many stars as possible to get that for free, please. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That but, app is unbelievable. I got a free one on my birthday. The, the, yeah, which is like a nice little touch, right? Did you know, apparently you can get whatever you want in your coffee on your birthday so you can be like i want a nitro cold brew with seven espresso shots in it and they'll be like yeah okay they'll just give you seven espresso like they're not like if you're a barista if someone don't give a shit yeah they're gonna fuck up your name on purpose brad with a y or something (laughs) close enough yeah um i once said like hey what's your name can you put pa paul anthony pa no problem pj (laughs) no 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 no. better we have a um Pumpkin spice cold nitro cold brew extra large for Pierre. Yeah, <laughs> I was really hoping they called you Pa. That would have been funny too. I'm like, well, who the fuck's Pierre? Like, he got the same order as me. I gotta see who this guy is. It was me. I'm forever calling you Pierre. Thank you. From yeah. from here on. I may not answer, but listen, I've been called That's way worse, so it's okay. That's true. Um, <clears throat> Brad. Yes. Enough of the coffee shit. Why? I love coffee. I know coffee's really good. I'm tempted, actually. Okay, what is your at-home coffee routine? I don't drink coffee at home. Oh, you only on the road? On the road, at work. So we have a this bomb coffee machine from Muldoon's at work. Okay. Um, this is also part of the reason why I drink black coffee now is because work never stocks milk or sugar. So it's like, well, I guess I'm drinking black coffee today because I need to wake up. Right. But uh, it's so good. See, I wasn't as early as you starting to drink coffee i didn't start drinking coffee till 25 wow because i'm naturally like a hyper person no like, shit I'll have, yeah right <laughs> i'll have one or two yeah one or two beers and i'm like i'm fucking loaded let's do this like you can't be loaded you're 250 pounds no way two beers right i'm like i'm just really excited yeah, to i'm be just here. really excited i'm pretending yeah i'm pretending to be drunk because i'm super hyper right now but uh so I, did, I never started drinking coffee until i needed to drink it because i was like hungover from the night before or whatever but um we have we have a starbucks pike roast at work which is fine it's just too much. Like it's too much black, so I have to have to dim it up a little bit. But my at-home coffee routine is a Amazon exclusive. Believe it or not, Nabob. Okay. Right? I know everyone says that. Is it instant coffee? No. Yeah, I just with a spoon right to the Mix mouth. Mix some Pepsi in there. <laughs> then go to the gym. Get a get a Darcy Tucker. Yeah. Um, no, uh, Nabob Organic Reserve, whatever. It's exclusive to Amazon. It's like five bucks a pound. It is fantastic, well-balanced coffee. 
I don't, I don't drink it black. I, again, I just drink it. I, we don't, whatever, just milk at home. But it's absolutely fantastic. And I'm the type, I'm the type that I don't need one cup. I need like three just because I like the routine. Yeah, okay. So it's like a perfect mellow, not too harsh or anything like that. Fantastic balanced coffee for five bucks a pound. I'm in. That's, That's a great. win. That's a win. That's great. I'll send you home with the bag if you want. Yeah. Oh, you don't have a coffee machine. No, I don't. I need to bring it to work if you want. Oh, we have those. They're like instant. The pods? Yeah. Oh, fucking pods. I'm a pod guy. But it, don't you get the, the plasticky taste? No. Pod coffee, podcast. Oh, man. The pod coffee cast? Oh, that's what I'm starting immediately. Coming soon to coffee the right. Not After 30 coffee Network. Right, yeah. Me and Shane Saber are just yeah. going to sit and talk. Oh, my coffee. God. I would love to sit and have beers with Shane Saber and just pick his brain a little bit. He's the best. He, a, he's a, a, he's a handsome dude. I'm already a fan. But two, he looks. He just looks like a fun guy. He's a fun guy. He yeah. loves board games. Okay. Loves coffee. Okay. Loves playing board games and drinking coffee at the same time. <laughs> at the same time. Maybe throw a <sighs> beer or two in there. Yeah. <sighs> all right. All right. Brad, you are. You have a very unique part-time gig, passion gig. What, what would you call it? I call it part-time. Your part-time gig. You are an independent referee, wrestling referee. Yep. So. A, first things first, how do you get into being a ref? Do you go to ref school? Uh, okay, so we, when I was working with Smash, um, we did uh, the Infinity Project, mm-hmm. which was... Uh, not well explained. I still really don't understand what it was, um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, and it was basically used for staff to try other things. Okay, so kind of like an alternate universe? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha. And... Um, one of the things I wanted to try, I was like, hey, I'd love to try refing. And uh, Seb was like, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll sit you with Dustin. We'll, we'll get Jimmy to talk to you, and they'll kind of give you some pointers. And then uh, since then, it's just it's kind of happened. So like, did you just feel like old shoe, like it was good to go? You, like, you yeah. got into it? I mean, we're both wrestling fans. Um, the ref is kind of, you know, the third person in the dance. Not supposed to be there, but supposed to be there. Yeah. Is that the hardest? Is that is the hardest part to get out of the way? No. <laughs> the hardest part is doing it while also uh, caring for the well-being of people in the ring and being like, "Oh, <laughs> don't land on your head," because because you, you're I mean because you're three feet from the action. Yeah. Okay, so not to let too much of the minutia out, but you're kind of wearing two hats at, at the same time, of course, right? Of course. So I mean, I, way more than two hats. Fair. Okay, so you're, you're timekeeping the duration of the match. Yep. You're you're relaying any information that needs to be relayed. Yep. You're still putting on the facade that you're. Yep. Making sure it's, I'm acting. it's call, okay, called down the middle. I'm, I'm trying, acting. I'm trying yep. to stay. I'm trying to keep kayfabe here yeah, before you do. Kayfabe's dead, man. It's so true. Um, do you find? I feel like sometimes like you're the drummer in a band. Of course. Like you're keeping no one tempo. Me. No, you no one's supposed to notice and you, you're right? Not supposed to notice me. If you notice me, I'm not doing a good job. Right, but. Here's the thing, like, in in the Smash community, I'll call it our community because I feel like I'm a longtime fan of it. I know you, like, I know you, I know you're the, one of the voices of Smash Wrestling. I've seen around for five, six years, so it's hard not to be like, oh, look, look, look what Brad's doing. Look, look at him like gingerly running around the ring. Like, it's hard for me to take you out of that ref. But people who don't know can be like, well, you might be bigger than some of the guys in the ring. Yeah, you got some tattoos that are noticeable. Like, how how do you how do you take that element out of it? I'm not sure I understand. Oh, okay. What do you mean? Like, like so how, how, how do you become invisible? Like, how are you, how do you, because, for example, um, my brother and I iconically 
nicknamed one of the referees at Smash. Deep V. Deep V, baby. And first of all, I don't even know how he ended up with that ridiculous referee outfit, but it was the deepest V-neck shirt ever. You know, like his, <laughs> his nipples. Almost. Yeah. Like if it, I'm pretty sure it was a women's shirt. It had to be, it right? Had to it be. had to be. Or like I got a that real sale or shitty something. Halloween costume. <laughs> right. Got that spirit of Halloween on November 1st. Um, I don't know his real name. Matt. Matt. So we nicknamed Matt DV catches on. He haven't had a chance for, but he, for me, he's one of the great ones. Um, he's very good. He's helped me a lot. He's very good because because his expressions all always on point. You know what I can't stand? It's twitchy. You know, fucking blinky. Matthew Matt Grant. Oh, I love Matt. I don't. Really? Yeah, I think he's a great because he's like a short guy. Like he's good to be in that referee position. But he's always fucking blinking. He like he blinks a lot. I've <laughs> never noticed that he blinks a lot. He's always he's great. I, he's honestly one of the best ones. He actually just stopped refing to focus on wrestling. Right. So. And steal CM Punk's look. Yeah, whatever. It just sucks, man. We lost a good ref. Yeah. Who's the other dude who now works for AEW? Who you guys brought from the states a lot? Uh, Bryce. Bryce. Bryce Ramsberg. I'm very happy to see him on TV. I Me think. Too. That, yeah, I, I think he's. he's and then um, Clemson. Jay Clements? Jay, yeah, Jay. He just got uh, promoted. He's now the senior official at Evolve. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Right on. So, okay, so back to my original question. How how do you, because in the, in our community, you're pretty well known. Yeah. How, how do you become invisible in the ring? Stay out of the way. Okay, so things happen. Guys are being thrown across yep. the, the ring. You got to keep moving gingerly across. Yep. What else does Brad Myers think about when he's refereeing? Uh, where are the cameras? Am no, I in good the way, call. Am I way, in the way of the photographers? Am I in the way of... Uh, Am I reflecting light? Well, I'm always reflecting light. I'm a bald man. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but like where the cameras are, try not to be in front of the hard cam, try not to block fans' views, try not to block uh, camera views, whether it's you know pictures, photography, right. or uh, DVD production, TV production, anything like that. Uh, trying to make sure everyone's okay, making sure people aren't lost right. in the match. It's very difficult. Like, what do you mean by lost? Like, what does that mean? Like if they don't know what's next. Sometimes they'll ask me and I can... So, so do, um, when you guys get like the, the layout, the run sheet, Yep. so you're like, okay, I'm, I'm doing it with uh, what A and B, and so A's lost in the match, you're like, listen, you got to do a high spot at this point or something like that? Or, well, if they're, if they're lost and they can say, what's next, I can go check on the other guy right. and say, hey, what's next, and then go back and... Gotcha, so you're relaying, yeah, yeah. gotcha, okay, okay. Basically, everyone thinks a referee in a fake sport is uh, stupid. Right. We actually uh, kind of hold everything together. So, really yeah, you guys are really keeping everything. Yeah. Okay. So what what are some of the things that you didn't know about refing when you got into refing? How complicated it is. Okay. A lot going on. Yeah. Drummer in the band, keeping yeah. the rhythm. I mean, keeping... you got to wear four hats at once, plus you have to officiate a fight that's not actually a fight. <laughs> a stage fight. Yeah. And you got to you gotta know the rules. You gotta explain to some of the guys who might not know the rules because there's some guys. You're, you're, but you're with. talking about like the like no open, no close fist contact. Like are you talking like that or yeah, ten seconds like, outside the ring? Ten seconds outside the ring. Right. Five seconds in the ropes. Right, right. Uh, when to do a double down? There's no double downs in multi band matches. There's no double downs if there's more than two. What's people a double in the ring. down? When two people are knocked out. Gotcha. Okay, right. So, double count out. Yeah. Like okay. If I hit you with a clothesline, you hit me with a clothesline at the same time. We're both dead. Right. If there's two of you, there's a count, and you have to get up by ten. If there's more than two of you, there's no counts. Okay, gotcha. I didn't know that. That makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah, because if one guy gets up, who loses? Right. No, that makes sense. Okay. All right, so in your like in your referee training school crash course, was there anything that kind of like 
oh shit, like oh shit moments or, or I didn't realize that that was part of the gig? I don't think so. I think I, I pretty well knew what I was getting myself You were pretty inside already, right? Yeah, like yeah. I had already been doing commentary for, God, three, four years at that point. Mm-hmm. So I really think I understood everything, but it's hard to look back like three years now and remember what was the oh shit moments, you know? Okay, what about... What about now getting those reps in and now you're, now you're refing all over like Southern Ontario into the States. Like what are some of the things that you're kind of amazed by now? Like is like anything from like production value, maybe crowd size, like that kind of stuff. Is there anything that's kind of blowing your mind? It's crazy when you get to work in front of huge crowds one night and then like the next night you go and it's like, oh, there's six people here. Great. It, it's, Looks like I'm not getting paid. Yeah. I mean, I've never not gotten paid, which is nice. Um, but there's definitely like yeah, there's definitely times when one night it's like wow, this is the greatest job ever. There's so many people here, and the next day you're like wow, what did I, what did I do with my life that led me to being here right now in this Legion Hall? Yeah, with six people. But but usually it's good. Like like I said, I've knock on wood, I've never not been paid. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been screwed over by anybody. Um, but yeah. Okay. What happens when people, like, people you're just meeting, like, let's say non, non-wrestling non folk, they're like, hold on, you referee on the weekends? Oh, yeah. Happens all the time. Okay, so so how does that conversation go? Um, so, like, are we talking, like, if it's on Tinder? Is that, yeah, is okay. that what you're trying to get at here? <laughs> I wasn't, I, you know, I was going to be, like, at work or something like that, but I think... At, at work, everyone knows. Like, at work, it's kind of a running joke that I never have a day off. Right. I think in the summer I worked 97 days in a row. That's crazy. And then just slept for an entire day. Um, okay, so so dating. Like, oh, Brad, this date's going really well. Let me just, can I, what's your Instagram by oh, chance? Yeah. And it's the, a, at Brad Myers Refs. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's always a conversation starter, at least. Right. Um, not a lot of people understand. Right. Uh, when I explain it as it's like my goal in life and I'm chasing a dream, then people kind of understand. Right. They give you a little bit of leeway on yeah. it. Yeah. But it's like, it's one of those things that I never gave up on my dreams. If you did, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> you know, like, Brad Meyer's taking shots. Like you're hosting a podcast. That's something you really want. That's something to do I really want to do. Yeah. I referee fake fights. It's what I want to do in my life. I have the best friends from doing so. Well, uh, the camaraderie is probably where it has to be, right? Oh, like, absolutely. That's got to have tons of value. Some of the best parts in wrestling are the drives. Right. They're long as shit sometimes. Uh, in the summer, we drove to Chicago mm-hmm. for one night. Eight hours. Eight hours there, did a show, went to a hotel, did a show the next afternoon, drove home. That's kind of fun too, right? It's fun as shit. It's, it's like almost like rock star, rock star lifestyle, right? A little bit, yeah. In one town one night, out another. Yeah. All right. Um, give me an idea of some of the call outs that you're gonna get like me uh dave and i love razzing the refs oh yeah so like give me something like give me something that that's either popped you or something that's got something something that that's you're like oh shit fucking like it flies down or something like that so i try really hard not to break character um but we my buddy was getting married uh, a couple months ago and then for the bachelor party because i'm so busy <laughs> i was like guys come to the show and then we'll go out after so they came to a Border Town show, and uh, Holden Albright does this thing now where he takes his shoe off and throws it at someone. Okay. 
And one of my buddies in the front row was all, great, he's going to get athlete's foot now. And I burst out laughing. <laughs> I shot him a dirty look, and I was just like, you bastard, you got me. <laughs> but what, 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 about, what if they're yelling directly at you? I don't care. I don't hear it. Yeah. Well, you don't hear it, or like you're blocking it out? I just don't hear it. I'm too, usually too concentrated. Right, too much going on yeah. to like, I, I've always wondered that too, because like Deep V's been like squatting right in front of us. I'm like, Deep, Deep V, get your ass out of my face. Yeah. If you want me to eat so your you ass, buy me a drink. Probably you know? can't hear you. Yeah, so that's what I've, I've been so curious about. Because me and my brother, we, I, I feel like we've been like spitting out some hot shit. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I we're popping people on the road beside us, behind us, all that stuff. Deep V's not even flexing a little bit. So I was always curious about like. He might hear you. He might just be really good. But I mean, um Generally, like I'll hear it, and I'm like, "That's good," but I'm not not giving it to you. Yeah. But the <laughs> no athlete's stuff. the athlete's foot one got me so good. I I don't know why. I just the the way he said it was so funny. It was perfect. Yeah. Okay, I can go with that. So Jimmy Corderas, he he spent a lot of time in Smash yep. and around. What kind of influence has he been for you? He's definitely helped me a lot, um, giving me pointers. Sometimes I'll send him a match. Be like, hey, can you give me some feedback? Uh, he'll give me feedback. He's great. Yeah, well. he he seems like a guy who generally cares about the the health. He wants of the to industry. see it grow. Yeah. he wants to see it grow for sure. He gets a lot of flack on Twitter, but I think he's hilarious. Yeah, on but Twitter. yeah, I, I I've never I've always thought of him as one like he feels like Uncle Jimmy. You know, he yeah. feels he feels like one of those guys who not little Jimmy, Uncle Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I remember one time we talked. We were, we were reminiscing about the old days of Smash Club Two Seven Nine, and I was talking to Matt Cross, and Matt Cross was like us. We're asking him about a whole bunch of things, and he that then you sucked. Uh, you think was that a strip club? It used to be. It used to be, yeah, 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 totally. Did a... you go into the locker room, which was the basement? No, it, I heard about it. It then. was like, kind of looks like this. Oh, wow, um, it's not done here. Okay, in the unfinished studio. Let, yeah. me, let me phrase that better. Thank you. Uh, with mirrors like that, you would see <laughs> in a strip a, club. <laughs> I know at a theater, you know, when you're okay. doing like makeup, it's got like the fifteen big ass light, light bulbs, bulbs with the yeah, mirror, yeah. but like eight stations of them yeah and for whatever reason there was always like there was just a photo shoot there <laughs> so there was that big piece of paper that photographers bring along and yeah it's just, like, what is happening here <laughs> in the middle of nowhere sucked yeah. sucked getting to guy horace used to be our contact there we always call him horace hogan <laughs> Is there any other horse in the history? Uh, yeah, the guy uh, who runs the 227 yeah. lounge or whatever. Fair enough. The, the other shitty one was uh, E-Zone. Not because it, the facility was all right. I love the E-Zone. But hold on. The E-Zone was, I remember, I think the first show I went to, there was a huge lineup. Yep. And I was like at the end of that huge lineup. And some fucking hick rolls out of the bar. He's like, wait, are you here for wrestling? I'm like, get the fuck out of here, Ted Turner. Get the fuck out of here. I was like, this this like shithead just walked by and just like just like clear as day, just like whatever, rubbing me the wrong way. But I was just like, motherfucker. Then you get into E Zone, you're like, is this under construction? Nope. It's always looked like that. <laughs> always looked like that. We have like an unfinished look. It's yeah. like really popular. It's kinda like your studio. Yeah, it's kinda like a studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this will be done at one point, man. I can't wait to see it. Oh, man, I'm so excited. But uh, I love the E-Zone. The change rooms were a laser quest arena. It was <laughs> awesome. Remember um, Kevin Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens? Um, what, uh, he was on his farewell tour. The guy who did the worm? Yeah. 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 That was awesome. Um, I remember seeing him outside, and I remember hearing him two weeks before that on Stone Cold's podcast. And I went up and said hi to him. I'm like, Dude, I loved you on Stone Cold's podcast because Stone Cold said something like, um, 
you and Er you and uh El Generico did this thing and it was awesome. It's just like I don't know why you guys don't do that. And he's like, Well, we don't talk anymore and he's kinda like my buddy Sami Zayn and I was, and it went right over Stone Cold's head. Yeah. And, and Stone Cold didn't understand. He just had no idea what was going on. It's great. Kevin Owens was just like, he was just so smooth. He just threw that one in there. Like he had heard the question a hundred times. I was like, oh, fuck. So I mentioned to him, he gave me the, the, the wrestler handshake, which I was like, oh my God, I just got the wrestler handshake. This is like the coolest thing ever. So I, I was just over the moon about that. It's funny that people outside the business think the wrestler handshake is like the coolest thing ever. Because it's like a myth. Everyone in the business hates it. I, I don't know. It's like... We don't do it for us. We do it so like, oh, look, guys, I'm, I'm shaking his hand. See, I'm <laughs> polite. Look at me. Is it a secret society? What's with that handshake? It is. It is, yeah. It makes sense. It is. We're, we're a secret society. We're here to take over the world. Mm. Mm. Like the NWO. Oh, it all makes sense now. Okay. Anyways, yeah, Club 279 was... Hated it. Yeah. I also remember Chris Hero walking by and almost, like, almost decking me with his giant duffel bag of t-shirts. Another... Another E-Zone memory. I miss the E-Zone, man. Wiffle ball or whirly ball or whatever it was called. Whirly ball is cool. Whirly ball was cool. The only thing I didn't like was on the one side of the ring, which is a big mirror. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. You know, what, would, what could have been fun would be like two hours before the show, smash attendees can get like whatever, 10% off. Yeah, it would have been awesome. Yeah. Get some of the boys there. Yeah. Right? yeah. Just out having have fun. Have a whole afternoon of it. You know, the the awards too that you guys used to do were fun too. The after after the super showdown, the awards, we got a kick out of those. And then fucking life happened, and I couldn't enjoy things like that anymore. That's fine. You're living life, <laughs> drinking a beer, hosting a podcast, swig a beer for the working man. You you got it. Well done. Um, okay, so what are the things about roughing that you enjoy? Like, are we missing anything from the, from the roughing story? I just love it, man. Like, it's weird being in there after spending so many years outside of the ring. But I think, like, it also helps that I'm good at it. Right. I don't mean to, like, toot my own horn, but having people come up and be like, hey, can you make sure you ref my match tonight mm. is, like, very rewarding. Nice. Um, getting to work with companies like Progress and WXW and Shimmer in the summer was really, like, it's like, oh, shit, like, I could do this. Like, there was one match that I ref for Progress. It was uh, Travis Banks. Against Jordan Devlin. Brett's cousin? No. Oh, okay. Uh, but two... Sasha's cousin. Two WWE contracted wrestlers wrestling mm. each other, and I was the ref. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Put that on the resume, yeah. right? It was like, halfway through the match, I, I remember thinking to myself, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, you have that out-of-body out experience? Yeah. yeah nice, yeah. nice. Um, let's talk about that that SummerSlam weekend, because it was a, like a big one for like wrestling fans in, in the GTA in yeah. Toronto. Dave and I went to SummerSlam. We brought his son. How was SummerSlam? Yeah, it was okay. It kind of also felt like a raw. Like it didn't really feel like. I was just so burnt out on wrestling by that point. I can't I imagine. Like, well, I, I watched it. I watched it at uh, Hacker's house in his backyard. Oh, nice. But other than that. Well, for what it's worth, in my head, I always have this idea of like doing the big four. Yeah. You know, and like. So what's left for you, Rumble? Rumble. Is that it? That's it. I was there for Survivor Series with Brock and Goldberg. Yeah. The barn burner that it was. I loved it. I thought it was perfect. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. People hate it. I loved it. I, you know what? For a wow factor, nailed it. If it was anyone other than Goldberg, I think I would have been okay. No, it was storytelling. Brock didn't give a shit. He was, he was like, yeah, this will be a walk in the park. Boom. Caught him off guard. It was great storytelling. Right? Yeah. Uh, listen, again, for wow factor, it was there. 
but whatever. Let, I digress. I'll argue it to the death, man. I, I think I, I'm not was, saying it was, it was bad. Great. I'm not saying it was bad. Like, I feel like you, you think I, I've seen it was bad. Like, it was it was definitely a shocker. We yeah, were sitting sure. 11 rows back. We got a cool chair out of it. Now I can say I can sit in Brock Lesnar's fate. Oh, wait. Where's the chair? Yeah, when the studio's done, that's the, <laughs> actually, I have two wrestling chairs. That one and Smash versus CZW. Um, the chair match with Lilo, Leo Rush and, yeah. and Tarek. I won that chair. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so it's, it's in the vault. Sweet. Yeah. Piece of Smash history. That's it. Part of the all the other ones I have too. I've got a turnbuckle from the original Smash ring. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The blue Smash crunchy letters. Yeah. They're, no, just a blue turnbuckle. There's no writing on them. Oh, okay. I also have that poster, that outlawed poster that had the ROH and the. Oh yeah, the one we got in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I, I have that one. I bad guys. <laughs> Graphic designer bump. Oops. Yeah, oops, oops. Um, so let's go back to that weekend. For those who don't know, who aren't wrestling fans, if you're still tuned in. Um, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they gone. There's um, two people who are listening right now. My mom and, and Dave. Uh, and Dave, and Dave yeah. yeah. So. Thanks for listening, guys. My mom and Dave. Yeah. Our listenership has doubled. Ooh. <laughs> um, so that weekend for wrestling fans, it's a, it's a busy weekend, just like Mania weekend, where there's like tons of indie shows based all around it. And then the main event card is... SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Or NXT. Or NXT. Or whatever. Because NXT was real good. It was real good. It usually is real good, too. So. Did you go? No, I, I've i only been to NXT Toronto 1. Oh. Which, so. I sat next to James and Brad Banks. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Because, I sat next to Von Vertigo. Oh, again with this guy. Just up at the top. The very <laughs> top. It was me, Vertigo, Hacker, uh, Big Tank. Oh. And um, Scott Hunter. You know... Um, is it true the muscle isn't from Buffalo? He's from Toronto. <laughs> Fuck that. Well, technically, he's from Macedonia, but yeah, right. Who's right. counting? Yeah, <laughs> I was the I was the muscle. The muscle was from Buffalo. No, he's, he lives like right next to Seb. They're neighbors. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, as I was saying, I keep cutting you off. This is great. You know what? I feel like another conversation with my wife. Like this feels like the same conversation. Anyways, that it's weekend it's crazy. Smash had a crazy week. You guys had like six shows? Ooh, there was eight? Eight shows. Now, for people who don't know, the king of the indies right now, is fair to say progress? Uh, king of the indies, that's tough. Progress is probably up there. WXW is up there. I, okay, look, there's like tier one, which is probably like, if, if you count ROH, which I don't really count uh, ROH. PWG's up there, man. I think PWG's okay, fine. probably the one. PWG, like, so the, the, these guys are all kind of tier one. Beyond, Game Changer. There's lots. Yeah. Okay, but what I'm trying to say is Smash was tied in with three, possibly four of the, of the top indie promotions yeah. in, in the world. Top, not... top international indie promotions yeah. for sure. Like not US based. Right. Like yeah, PWG wasn't wasn't there, which is fine, but I don't think they would have come they came anyway. Come, yeah. No. They're so, very content where they are. Right. Like they have a thing. Like that that works for them. Yeah, it's making them lots of money. So uh -huh. that's always nice. But is it true that they haven't raised ticket prices in a long time? They did when or... they switched venues. Right. But um so they used to run this like little banquet hall mm -hmm. like 400 people or something like that 400 people would cap out but then i guess someone bought that and knocked it down so they run this like fucking beautiful theater downtown la it's always nice so, yeah 
Yeah, and, and they always have like a celeb. Not, I don't want to say always, but there's usually, usually. A, a celebrity who's like first row, like Ronda Rousey. Ronda been there Rousey was there. Yeah, uh, Luke Perry was there. Luke, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Jungle Jack. Yeah. Don't, um, don't call him that. People get upset. It's right? Boy. Yeah, right. It makes sense. Why, why can't people just? Uh, what was? Is Jr. Jr. was fucking them over? Yeah. yeah. Jungle Jack. Yeah. Jungle Jack. Jungle Jack. Yeah, it just sounds dumb. Yeah, it's yeah. Jungle Boy. Yeah. So, anyways, whatever. What I'm trying to say is Smash was tied in with all these huge international acts. You were all part of this. This They had uh, OWE. From China. From China. Which, I mean, really only popped up on the map when they signed this partnership deal with AEW. Yep, for sure. Uh, there's like a group of us who knew who they were beforehand. Um, like They have this guy who wrestles as a monk and he's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Gao Jingja is unbelievable too. And he came over. With the OWE guys, so we got to see him and Mike Bailey, which was that's just as insane as you would think it would be because it's like karate wrestling against karate wrestling, and if you haven't seen the match, find it. Right, it's unbelievable. Speedball is, I don't know, by far probably my favorite. Favorite. He's, on, he's so good. He's so good. Criminally underrated. Yeah, and which doesn't make any sense because all his PWG stuff's awesome. Mm-hmm. Every time I see him in Smash, he's always brought it. He's killing it in the UK right now. Does it it's fucking barefoot? It's insane. I don't know how he doesn't break toes. Right. Especially with what he does. <laughs> same, same with Matt Riddle for that matter, but... Matt Riddle's a little more tame, though. Yeah, yeah. He's, like he's not doing backflip, forward flips to the floor, landing on his bare feet. Yeah. That's crazy, crazy man. When you have that kind of fanfare, when you have some huge opportunity, some huge exposure, does that, does that not go to your head a little bit? I don't think so. Like progress their streaming service what 10,000 people subscribed? I would say probably about that yeah yeah like, I mean so when you look at it like when I for example we just recently hit uh, a mark of 50,000 downloads which was, thanks and, and it was like a big deal and I was like, really happy but when you think of like 10,000 people watching your every move because you're in the ring there's only three people there yeah does that not get into your head I never thought of it until right now really yeah oh man that'd be like the second thing first thing would be like is my fly up and then I check my shoelaces and be like, okay, let's get on with the show. I think like in the moment you're too focused on everything else that's not going on around. Up. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a lot of pressure. You got someone in your ear giving you time cues, and yeah. So I like that's the last thing I would think about. Wow, that, that's impressive, in man. That circumstance. Okay, so from that week of craziness, so Shimmer was also part of it. Yeah, so Shimmer Rise. Shimmer uh, is is only, only female wrestling. Yeah, yeah. so we did uh, like a four company. Uh, called the summit with Shimmer, Rise, uh, Femme Fatale, and Smash. And how, like, when it comes down to everything getting put together, like, how does that? How, are people just pitching in money and oh, making things no work? Okay, <laughs> you're like, I my, just showed up and passed my pay grade and, and, and raft, so that's all I know. All right. Um, in today's climate, there seems to be so many things going on with with pro wrestling. Yeah. AEW is kind of tearing up the scene, changing the game. Um, for long-time wrestling fans like us, something we haven't seen in t- almost 20 years. Yeah, there's competition. It's crazy. Competition again, and major competition. Yeah. Because ROH has been around for a long time. Never really did anything. Never really never really went to the next level. TNA, I thought, could have done something. Initially. But uh, then they, they tried to compete um, when they did the Monday night thing, and it was just... I think they did it too soon. I, 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 I felt like when they had their different look, the six-sided ring... Before they brought in Bischoff and Hogan and all those things. Well, that was the thing, right? Like they they were a unique, different product, 
And then all of a sudden, they decided that they were going to compete with the WWE. And so they brought in Hogan and they brought in Bischoff to help them. And they became the WWE. Right. They became WCW. But it was more like the WWE than you would think. Go back and watch it. It was all guys who were released from the WWE. Right. It was a squared ring again. Right. It was just it, everything that made them special was now gone. Do you think in today's climate, do you think the WWE can maintain what they've done in the last 15, 20 years? For example, being the leader, um, let's say sign all the, all the key free agents or indie guys. Like, do you think they can continue doing what they've been doing because they're so big? Or is it going to be like a lot of guys like John Moxley or Dean Ambrose who want, who just need the change? It's an interesting concept. Um, but I think the WWE is fine. I don't think they have anything to worry about. They're unbelievable at finding people and developing those people into wrestlers. Um, you look at some of the biggest stars in history. Was The Rock wrestling much before he became The Rock? Right. John Cena. I mean, John Cena, he was a big guy that they signed and taught him how to wrestle. Yeah. Um, Batista, big guy they found, taught him how to wrestle. Right. But those guys also kind of liked wrestling too, right? Like, didn't John yeah, Cena came, come from a wrestling family? You definitely have to have that background of being a fan, but I think there's enough people that... It's not going to go anywhere. They're going to be fine. You know, I'm curious to see the growth of AEW if it gets past, like, I think their viewership is like 18 or 800,000 weekly. Which is great. Which is great for, like, considering, like, a, a brand new product. You know, it, it's not like RH, who's been doing it for 15, 20 years, who now jumped to a major cable network. Yeah. And the other thing you have to factor in is, like, nobody watches cable anymore. Right. You got to factor in your online viewers and, and, AEW's on the Fight app in the UK. Right. So, like, they're available everywhere. Yeah. You can watch them on TSN in Canada, TNT in the YouTube, tons of stuff on YouTube. They put weekly content up on YouTube for free. And that's the way it has to be. Like, I heard this argument on one one of the Dirt Sheet podcasts that I listened to talking about how they don't tie in all their content. You don't have to anymore. Don't need to. You don't have to. You can you can have storylines running on dark or, or whatever they're... I think it's almost smarter if you have two different shows. Like, I get... You want everyone to have TV time. Right. I get it. But for the people that you're not seeing on TV every single week, because there has to be some people that don't get on TV every week. I agree. Otherwise, it's not fair. Right. Obviously, your main eventers, they're going to be on TV every week. That's they why they're the main event. They have to be. That's yeah. why people are tuning in. Um, but for like the undercard, you can have rotating there. You can have people on dark fighting for their spot. On the main show, yeah, and, that, and that's I very... think that's that's the direction they've kind of headed, which is cool. Um, Dark's great. Yeah, it is. It's unbelievable. How do you feel about the scoring system about wins and tracking wins and losses? I like it. I think it's going to get complicated, but I like it. I I think it's different enough that it it, it will have uh, it's a point of difference that people can attach themselves to. Let me ask you your thoughts on tag team wrestling. Love it. I don't know what it is. I, I love a hot tag. I just don't know if I love tag wrestling. Now, when you say you don't like tag wrestling, do you like, are you talking WWE or AEW? Because I have a lot of issues with AEW tag wrestling. Okay, so here, I thought I loved Spot Fest. But after watching a couple, like the the tag series on AEW, mm-hmm. or the tournament? Tournament, thank you. Um, I realized I don't. 
I don't love spot wrestling, which, okay, so do I love storyline wrestling? I don't know if... I, I think don't, you have to have a mix of both. I think, But I, I think there's actually like a third component. I think there has to be like a live component that is like very valuable. Like, I love a hot crowd. Oh, of course. Right? Yep. So if a crowd's into them, I'm like, what am I fucking missing here? And I almost might do like, um, what's, what's, that, uh, what's that phrase? Uh, pack mentality where you're just kind of like, I'm into this because everyone else is into it. Yeah. So like, what am I missing? Or, 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 oh my God, this actually is crazy. So most of the time when I watch wrestling, it, it's usually like secluded. Like, I use earphones. My wife's not into it. Unless it's total divas. And even that, she's not into it anymore. <laughs> um, and, and I don't really watch it with anybody else. So if I'm, if I'm on iPad, earphones in, I can hear the crowd. So if the crowd's dead, like it has been on most of the major uh, WWE shows, yep. I'm losing interest quickly. I'm second screening. I'm doing whatever else, but I find with Spotfest stuff, it's just I'm I'm too burnt out by the end of the match. Yeah, give me like give me a. a you can have a Spotfest. It's just I'm a big com- uh, believer that you don't have to have all the time in the world. You can accomplish things that you can do in thirty minutes in ten, and if you can do that, then like you don't need all the time in the world. Give me an idea of what Brad Myers believes a perfect duration. A main event match should be 12 to 15. I agree because if you're thinking an MMA fight, for example, that being said, there's matches that go half an hour that don't feel like half an hour, right? My, my, what I'm trying to say, what I want to say is if you look at an MMA main event fight, five five minute rounds, yep, 25 minutes, perfect, two minutes in between, let's, a half hour. let's say half hour, right? That can be a thing, yep, but I have to agree. Max out if, if it's a real competition, if you can't do it in 15 minutes, I think 15 minutes is your, your like perfect, perfect amount. You can have good storytelling in it, you can have some spots near the end. Perfect. Okay, getting back to the climate of today's wrestling, when we look at you have the big leagues, the, the, the Fed, you've got their NXT brand, which is the best brand on television. Yes, I think production value, storyline, in-ring action, it's probably the best. The only thing I, I, I'm actually, I used to feel like Full Sail was great. I love Full Sail. Don't leave. But you know what killed me? When they blacked it out. What do you mean? So I think it was a, a conscious effort over a year ago to kind of black out the crowd before they used to, you could see some of the crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I now know, now the, it's blacked out. It looks like, it looks like almost like a... Uh, Studio the, wrestling. Not even. Which I hate that term. I hate that term too. Because do you watch, do you watch NWA? I was actually that's where I was going. I was actually building to that. Oh, okay, sure. So, thanks for thanks for fucking burying I'm the a lead. Mind reader. <laughs> oh man. What I like about NXT is that it feels like a complete showcase. Yep. Um, also, too, they don't rush anybody to TV. Like they don't they don't put a guy on TV just because he has to be on TV, which I find like the main show does that. A main roster does that. Um, I, I really like so far what AEW has been doing. I do. I am curious like a year from now, what it's going to look like. Me too. So, I mean, I like it now cause it's fresh and it's new and it's a great approach. It's very WCW. It's very, it's, it's very, very WCW. and you know, it's so weird. I didn't realize how much of an influence WCW had on the roads or maybe Cody and, um, uh, and the young bucks. But fuck, it's real WCW, man. Yeah, it's very WCW. And I don't know if that's maybe a thing with TNT. Um, TNT. Could be. If, like, they, if it that's very what they well look, could be. You know? So, but like even like the AEW logo, kind of 
it looks like the WCW logo. I never really thought of that. I yeah, never really thought bit. of that. Um, that title, though. It's beautiful. It's awesome. It's beautiful. I'm glad, glad they found it. I, I'm glad they also fixed it. I don't know if you realize in the beginning, the AEW in the middle, they kind of left it blank. Not blank, but cleaner because everything else is very busy mm-hmm. that that and they change ended up changing it i didn't notice that i don't know i don't know if they didn't have it available at the time or whatever the case was but i noticed that they changed it i'm, I'm a big fan of that i think it's a, the best belt in wrestling if that replica comes out is that a 500 hundred dollar belt it has to be it has, so it has big. to be that thing looks it looks huge it's huge yeah like if you're gonna put that in your wall like uh, jericho's not a huge guy right but but it's but he's not a tiny guy either huge. yeah it's a huge belt the women's one actually looks a little too small for the women. I like it. I, li- I like how they're... very old school. I don't like the tag belts. I love the tag belts. I feel like the tag belts are like they ran out of money. They're like, uh, just give us whatever no, 500 I bucks lo- can buy I us. love the tag belts. Ah, okay. Anyways. They look like great old school tag belts. There's a picture of Jerry Lynn doing a cradle pile driver on the side. You know what? Nothing beats WWF 80s tag belt for me. Oh, yeah. I know which ones you're talking you about. You know, like not square, but not rounded. Yep. The, the wings span at the top. So those belts are great. Ooh, I love those belts. I mean, winged, winged eagle belt, of course, I think everyone feels like the best championship belt. I just wish it was bigger. It's too small. Did you like the second winged eagle belt? No. I didn't mind that one. I like the design of the first winged eagle belt, but the size of the one's tall. You just want that bigger. Yeah, I want it bigger. Yeah, well, that's fair. What I wanted to get to was, if you look at if you look at the tier system, you got the Fed WWE up top, you got AEW, a great second place. Yep. Then somewhere in there, Impact. Yep. And then you look at TNA Power. NWA. NWA. Sorry, TNA. Oh yeah. my god, my bad. I'm so sorry. My deepest apologies, Jim Cornette. Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Um. NWA. Power, very throwback. I love it. I I think I love it too. I love it because it's an hour. It's it's a tight hour. It's not power hour. You can't blink. Nope. It's cut 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 yep. cut. It's great. So it it it's kind of like this. There's fake commercials fake, that are hilarious that and you don't want to miss. Amazing. Yeah, and and it's it's such a tight hour because it looks like something filmed in the 70s or 80s. Yep. But the only thing I don't like about it, hard cam's too low. I, I've seen, okay. And now that I've said it, it's going to bug the shit out of you. You know what? I did. I did. I apologize. I did feel like something was something was off it's a hard with cam it because yeah, the ropes always yes right in their face. Yes. You need the hard cam elevated so you can see those. Faces. I agree, but, but I think that's a location. That's nitpicky. Thing. Yeah. Okay. So what I like about what I like about uh, NWA Power is that it's that very vintage look, but it's smash cut like it's today's YouTubers. Yep. Cut. 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 You don't have a chance to take a breath, which I, I actually enjoy because it's like, give me what I need to know. Yep. I don't I don't want to see another panning audience shot. I no. don't want a, another fucking weird transition thing. Just give me what I want. Now, the nitpicky for me is that the the jobber matches almost feel like a time waster for me. They're too obvious. They're too obvious. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. That, and I, I'm not saying that you need like a a jobber like a job squad there to kind of soften it but maybe that's what you do need i don't know like I, I just feel like i mean when you only have an hour though yeah i get it you gotta build stars yeah I, and i don't even know if eli drake's a real star i like him i i i, I, just, I think he's great he's entertaining i don't know if he's a great workhorse he, he's definitely not a workhorse but he gives me like a, a um who's that dude kennedy 
Ken Anderson, yeah. Ken, yeah. But he's he, also there, so. Yeah, right. So, I didn't know that guy was still wrestling. Maybe they're going to feud. And then they're going to form a tag team and fight Homicide and uh, Eddie Kingston. Okay. Wow. Give me the pencil. <laughs> you sure you don't want in on this? Come on, Billy. I'm right here. <laughs> you could be the doppelganger. Never mind. You guys got the same haircut. It's not a haircut. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's not a haircut. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's not a haircut. Brad, I'm going to tie this guy off. 50 minutes in. Who knows how long I rambled on the intro. Thank you for doing this. No worries, man. It's been a long time. It's been way too long. It's way been too, too long. long. I actually think it's been actually a hundred episodes since the last time you've been on. Come on. I think so. I have to double check for sure, but I'm pretty sure we had you in the 40s or the 50s last last time. Yeah, yeah. And this is probably gonna be like one, episode um, 154. Well, we're not. 145. Uh, we're not waiting another hundred episodes. No, I think we should just like record another one right after this. But you let me know. What how you say, bro. <laughs> I thought it was dead. That's what you call a callback, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Don't call it a comeback. I want to get your thoughts on actually Nashville, but I'm going to keep that for the yeah, next we'll one. Yeah, we'll do the next one. Yeah, we'll do the next one. I got one. an interesting story about that. Do you? Yeah. Oh, my God. See, that's called a lead-in, so people are going to tune in next week. Oh, my God. Tune in next week, episode 146, Brad Myers Returns. Thanks, buddy. Can I plug real quick? Yeah. Okay. Um, if you haven't seen it on social media, we're doing a toy drive. Uh my friends and I have recently gotten back into collecting action figures as grown adults. Um, we are doing a toy drive because if we can collect action figures, everyone else can collect action figures. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of unfortunate people who are less fortunate people who um, want toys for Christmas. So if you see me at any show before the 16th of December, please, please, please bring a toy. Uh, wrestling theme is preferred. Uh, but it's not necessary. If you can't bring a toy, we're accepting gift cards. We're going to do a vlog for the shopping spree afterwards. Um, but we would love all the support we can get. Please give back. I love you all. And where can they find you if they want to see your bare feet? Oh, my God. Let me pull my schedule up here. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on social medias. I'm at Brad Myers Refs across uh, Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to come hang out... You can catch me, hang on, the note is loading here. Oh. You can catch me November 16th, which is this Saturday at MCW, and November 22nd at Super Kicked in Toronto, November 23rd, NSW in Hamilton, November 24th, Macabre Arts in Hamilton, November 26th, Shooting the Indie Cigar Slam in Toronto, Nice. Uh, November 29th, PWA in Guelph, November 30th, Border Town in Fort Erie, December 6th, Union in Toronto, December 7th, Barrie in uh barry yeah uh i think November, december 13th is freelance in chicago if you're in chicago and want to donate john catrone we're looking you, at you you can find me uh, at the gym yep. seven days a week you can find what me at gym? home depot what uh, gym? crunch fitness in oakville you can find me at the bristol circle home depot in oakville monday to friday also if by chance you guys want to donate to the toy drive and you can't track down brad and his 95 dates let me know, and I'll do whatever I can to get to him. Perfect. That works, too. Thanks so much for doing this, dude. No worries. All right. Why doesn't it work now? I don't know. It's broken.